What's up, Steelers fans? Welcome back. After a couple weeks talking football with Steely Cam, I had a existential disagreement with some poison ivy in my backyard about some Manifest Destiny stuff. Uh, we did not see eye to eye on its right to uh, stretch from one fence, to, from from fence to shining fence, uh, as, as one might say. And then on top of all that, last weekend, I got some bad news at the vet uh, with my little boy, Cat, and he's no longer with us. Um, uh, just a tragic loss to the family. Um, he was a pillar in the community. He was loved and will be missed by all. But life goes on, and a stark reminder of that is the Steelers continue to make news this summer with uh, the announcement that 2021 was the last season of Heinz Field. Uh, and the coming in 2022, the Steelers will be playing at Acreshore Stadium. A lot of people who think they're very interesting had the take online of not caring what the name of the stadium the Steelers play in is called. Um, and I think that's foolish. We spent most of 2021 on Ben's farewell tour, uh, especially that Browns game at the end. We knew that uh, the way that he reacted, that he wasn't coming back. Uh, but we never had any inkling at the time that that was also the last game of Heinz Field. I didn't watch the press conference where this was announced out of protest. I think to me and many of us, it's always going to be Heinz colloquially. Um, but from what I read from the people who were there, this is the cost that it is going to take to keep the Steelers in Pittsburgh through the end of the decade and beyond. I had I had never considered that it was a real possibility that the Steelers might not be able to fiscally maintain their lease on the on the on the real estate that they have right now in Pittsburgh with all of the millions and billions of dollars that the NFL is tied up in uh, all the TV contracts and all that it's hard to imagine one of the most storied franchises in NFL history is having a hard time keeping the lights on and paying the rent what bummed me out when I was reading about the press conference when Rooney was announcing this uh, is he spoke about the competitive advantage that this new deal will bring to the team and the three things that he mentioned were replacing escalators, building a new team museum, and expanding the seating. I'm pretty sure to a person, ask any fan, and they'll tell you they prefer rings to amenities. Those escalators and new seats that you're putting in, those aren't going to mean much if you're not getting home playoff games out of it. And that team museum, uh, that's much less impressive than, hanging, than banners to hang in your team museum. The two questions that I want answered at this point is, are the ketchup bottles staying, and is the Heinz Red Zone staying? Because if those ketchup bottles stay up, if the P announcer is still with the now entering the Heinz red zone, that, that stadium is always going to be Heinz Field to Kenny. It's always going to be Heinz Field to Pat McAfee, to Darrell Revis, to all the greats who came through uh, Pitt and, and the West Virginia, that pipeline. The other thing that's been sticking in my craw this week is people are talking about Deontay Johnson again and whether or not he's worthy of a 20 or 20, whatever the number is going to end up being, 20 some million dollar contract. I'm of the opinion, and I'm on the record, I've got a number of videos uh, backing this up, uh, that he's worth $20 million, he's worth $25 million, he's worth whatever the cost is. He's absolutely a number one receiver, and you pay what it costs to, to keep him here and to keep him happy. His skill set is rare, and he has a number of elite tools. He's an elite separator, he's elite at making things happen with the ball in his hands. People like to talk about the fundamentals and you don't take your eye off the ball. You don't start running till you have the ball in your hands. You look it all the way into your hands. Deontay Johnson doesn't have the luxury to look that ball all the way into his hands when he's catching the ball 10 yards behind the sticks on third and 10. And he's got to pick his way through five guys with no blockers on his side. Like at that point, it doesn't do you much good to catch the ball and just go down. Th then you're in fourth and 10, whether he catches it or not. If he needs to take his eye off the ball a little bit to kind of plan a route, and give you and give you a chance to do something and make that conversion fine it it might lead into a drop or two it might lead to you know 
a tipped pass that might go haywire. Fortunately, it didn't this year, but that should be pointed out. So I'm not worried about the drops with Deontay. What I am worried about a little bit and what you should be more worried about is the fumbles. Uh, he had a fumble in that Detroit game. He had a fumble in the Kansas City game right at the end of the season there. And in both of these cases, when the ball's on the turf, uh, he's pound, he's clapping his hands in frustration. He's pounding the turf in anger. The ball's still live and bouncing around. And in, in the Detroit game, uh, there were a bunch of Lions that were around there that one of them probably would have recovered it. But he could have made he could have muddied the issue a lot by trying to stick his face in that fan and you know put his shoulder pad onto the ball. He could have popped that thing out. Joe Haig was right there. At the very least, you need to get in the mix and make a tackle. You can't just be clapping and then walking off the field as there's still a live play going on in front of you. If you look at that fumble in the Kansas City game, that's a purely unforced error. He's just coming around the edge, going to tuck that ball away after he makes the catch, and he just puts it on the ground. And instead of trying to go after it, he's pounding on the turf in frustration. Like people have said that again, there's there were more Kansas City guys in the neighborhood than he was. But in that situation, he's right by the sideline. You have to have the awareness to know I don't have to recover this ball. I just have to keep then them from recovering it cleanly in bounds. If I torpedo my body at this ball, I have a good chance of knocking it out of their possession, knocking it out of bounds. And if I, if I keep them from recovering clean, I can pretty much negate the damage I just did to my team by putting the ball on the turf. Something that people don't think about a lot is defensive players don't practice ball security drills. If you're an offensive player and you just put the ball on the turf, you should, be, you should feel like your job is on the line. You might not get another touch. So that's where I'm at with Deontay. He absolutely has the skill and capability of a number one receiver, the skill set, the elite uh, tools. But I'm not sure he has the temperament of one. Or maybe he does, He, but maybe he's more too concerned right now about his contract situation than the team. And that, you know, that kind of thing disappears sometimes after guys get big contracts. Sometimes they, throughout the life of that big contract, it's one thing after the, another. They keep finding more things to get, you know, to degrade from their their focus on the the one team goal. So that's all I got for you this week. Uh, let me know what you think about Deontay's contract situation. Let me know what you think about the new stadium name. I will hopefully be back next week to be mad about more stuff with you folks, and I hope you'll join me in my anger. But until then, I hope you have a happy, safe, and healthy weekend. Keep it real, Steelers fans.